0: Episode 59 of the Worldwide Knicks podcast coming at you before hopefully, uh, not another losing game for the Knicks. Uh, not been a great week, Alex Rafa. How are we doing tonight?
1: Good, thanks, old man. Not, not quite on the ledge yet, but um, getting there yeah, maybe by the time I wake up in the morning, might up, be, might be there, so yeah, when D'Angelo Russell
0: drops 45.
1: That's what's maybe Give give me a call in the morning just to make sure. I'm okay, <laughs> just check in on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alcohol was was good, man.
2: Uh, it's uh, everything's fine. I'm not, I'm still fine. So we're
0: even good, even if you're losing the games. Aren't yeah. great. We're good. Well, we're good, right? Uh, you you just
1: and... that you you know that that gift of the the guys sitting in the chair and the the buildings burning down. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's us, right
2: now. That's us, right now. I've changed from wine to water. Because hydration making is the whiskey. Point. Yes, yeah. exactly. Reverse yes. so. Jesus moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Sorry. like
0: we've been saying, Nick's not doing great. Had a amazing double overtime win against Boston where IQ looked like the like a top 15 player in the NBA. And then uh then the losing started. Um losses against Charlotte. Uh the beam got lit up against us against Sacramento. And uh, just the other, yesterday, I should say, uh, a loss against the Clippers where Kawhi Leonard did whatever he wanted. So not great. Not a great week to be a Nick fan. You know, a lot of uh, questions have been arising. You know, they've now lost three in a row. We're recording this before they tip off in Crypto.com Arena against the Lakers. Um, so, Alex, I guess what for you, what's been the most glaring issue in the last three games for the team?
1: Uh, shooting basically I mean it, it, yeah you could put a lot of it down to fatigue if, um, and missing Brunson and things like that but you know some of some of the um, you know it, it's not even the missed shots it's the it, it's just the it's like the chucking you know it, it, like was it the other night where we shooting 20 odd percent and like 50 fifty 53s attempted Do you know I, I hate that kind of when you're watching basketball and, you know, and you're shooting poorly and you think the best way to just, you know, it's, it's not as if, if we were like a good three point shooting team or a good shooting team in general, then you'd almost understand the shoot your way out of the slump sort of, but you know, we're not, we're one of the worst shooting teams in the league. Um. So if we come out shooting bad, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe try something else, do you know, <laughs> like um, be a bit, be a bit varied in a. The the offense, but that's a uh, an age old complaint. Hey, Alex, they've been rebounding
0: yeah. well though, so you know yeah, got
1: that game. going. You know, he was you putting lot, up that lot. many bricks? You know, well, that, more yeah, opportunity. That, that, you that know, game so, against there you go. The game against the the Kings, it was like they could they couldn't they couldn't catch a rebound at all. Uh, we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't shoot at all. It was just a weird weird, weird kind game. Of, yeah. Kind of cancelled each other out. so It was like an
2: early two thousands playoff game. You know, or nobody knew how to shoot. It was great. It's still a problem. Twenty three years later. And yeah, the shooting has been terrible, absolutely awful. I mean, if we three got together, we probably couldn't could shoot a little bit better. Not mm. not much, much, but a little bit, <laughs> a little bit better. I mean, not see me play, Rafa. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I have a podcast talking about basketball. Not well. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's such a weird thing. I mean, after that game against Boston, you could feel that the Hornets game was a trap game. Mm-hmm. Like they're super tired. They're it's the the after a double overtime game against uh, the the Celtics where they fought hard and they overcame the, the the Celtics in a big win. They were they look just looked absolutely tired after that game. They played 50 minutes, most of them. RQ played, what, 58 or whatever it was. So, uh, it's okay. okay. The shot is is short. They're not getting okay. It's the game against the Hornets. It's, uh, well, it is what it is. The streak is got to end. But the the Kings, I mean, it's... Uh, it it, it feels like stretches. It, it, oh, we're playing really good. Oh, my God, what is this? We're, oh, really good again. Oh, my God, what is this? I mean, we're such a... We're a streaky team in the game, because even against the Clippers, there were stretches when we uh, look at, okay, we're getting this up again, and then shit, defense losing, people losing, everyone not to- not talking. It's it, it all happens, and um, I, I, but it's at least we're consistent, because when we had our eight game game winning streak, we follow that with a losing streak. So at least we're consistent <laughs> in that. I'm happy with... We're consistent. consistently streaking in
1: one way or the other. Was it, it five-game five losing streak? Was it the last thing?
2: Yeah, it was five-game losing streak. I just checked. Yeah, we won eight, mm-hmm. lost five. So it's a plus three. Everybody looks, loves loves the plus minuses. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I, I was talking to you on Twitter. I don't know if it was a, a DP. Um, we were talking about how this is a perfect shitstorm for the Knicks to lose games. Hmm. It's a double overtime game in in Boston. Brunson goes down. West Coast West Coast trip. It's the perfect storm, perfect ingredients to 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 uh, Nick's uh, Nick's shit It's it's happening. It, it, Players don't seem. um, I mean, the team was so happy playing, uh, lobs off the blackboard from quickly to Julius Randall. The game against Boston, they were hyping each other. Was so happy, and now they miss a couple of shots, and they're arguing with the referees. They're arguing with them amongst themselves for they're losing guys that they're not switching. It's uh, the perfect storm of uh, of being tired. Not because of night main rotation, not because of overplaying minutes. I mean, it's it happens when you play a double overtime, you need to to travel to the west coast. I mean, they're, they're tired, but uh, I mean, and it's Brunson not being there. I mean, Brunson is uh, the guy who can uh find his shot. And pe- to people saying, oh, Brunson needs to pass the ball to for the guys to make shots. This is why he doesn't pass. No one makes a fucking shot to save their lives. <laughs> no one makes a shot. It's inc- incredible. Julius, IQ, RJ. No one makes a shot from three. Wide open. Brick. Wide open. No, it doesn't go. I mean, it's incredible how poorly we've been shooting. It's, it's
0: it's to me guys it, obviously the shooting's been bad you know there's no like i think a couple of these games are in the 20 percentile 20 percentages, not great um but yeah it's it's brunson right like it's you lose your best player shocker you're gonna start to lose games what happened to the pelicans when zion went down they lost like 10 in a row you know if you try and tell me the Cavs wouldn't lose some games if donovan mitchell missed a few games you know it's just like, no shit, guys. Like, people getting all yeah. like, oh, this team is fraudulent. And I told you, like, yeah, they, they lost their best player in a in a league that relies on your best player being good. If you lose that guy, you're probably not gonna do so good. You know, and yeah, you know, we're gonna talk about the, the Julius stuff later, but you know, people taking it as an opportunity to bash IQ, bash RJ, bash Julius, bash crimes, whoever the case may be, and be like, oh. I can't believe we're losing all these games. How do we lose to Charlotte? Like you said, Ralph, that's a trap game, you know? And how do you lose to, uh, to Sacramento? Oh, I don't know. How do you lose to the number two seed in the West? All of a sudden that's like bad. You
1: know? and, um, and the Clippers have got the two superstars. back. Yeah.
0: Like Kawhi was just doing Kawhi shit, you know, like, like you had mentioned in, in our group chat, Alex, is just so effortless just scores whenever he wants. And, you know, Paul George, no slouch. And, you know, they're, they're a good team. They're, they're a playoff team, you know, and I guess that's a discouraging part. You wonder what it would have been like if Brunson was there because those games, you know, not the Charlotte game, but Boston Clippers Kings are test games. You know, these are games that are like, you're, you're playing against, you know, uh, top of the conference type teams that are going to make hopefully runs into the, into the playoffs. And you want to see how you fare against those teams. I will say, though, you know, to kind of wrap a positive spin about this, is they fought back every single time, you know, and uh, especially in the, in the Clippers and Kings games. And you thought they were out of it, and all of a sudden, Josh Hart gets a turnover, they get an offensive rebound and get a bucket, that kind of thing you know you like to see that you know they could have very easily said hey this is not our night and lost by 20 both times you know but you know they kept it going and uh it wasn't pretty you know uh, by any stretch by any of the players but you know you're um that's what happens when you're down your your best player and you can't make a shot you know and so, so to me it's not really like a like I think the reaction from a lot of people is oh my god the team is in shambles you know and and I'm just like, I don't know. You know, like they missed some, sh- they're missing shots, which, you know, happens. Teams go through slumps and, and they're missing their best player. You know, that. that's just the NBA. If you don't have your best player, you're not going to win games. So th- that's kind of my takeaway.
2: Matt, yeah, just a thing. I know we, we still lost the games, but uh, we were so worried about how uh, um, RJ was not getting it done offensively at all. And uh, even if it, in losses, uh, even though those two losses, the game against Boston as well, not so much against the Clippers, where he and uh, and Julius just uh, were, were just not getting anything going. Um, him being able in those three first games, Boston uh, Kings, not uh, what 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 what's the game I'm asking? It was Boston uh, Hornets and uh, uh, Kings. He averages he averages more than twenty five points, so he was able to score. Okay, so. Obviously, Brunson being there, he isn't. He doesn't need to attack so much or use the ball so much because he still makes mistakes. But him being able to score, okay, he has the potential to the ability to score. Now we can see he's scoring, even if he's a uh, well, we were so worried about him. Now, what if we need him to score? Can he? Well, he's he still can. But obviously, with Julius and Brunson being at a higher level, if this is him just okay taking a step back okay, if if we need him, I know he will be there if needed to fill that role, not to lead us, but to fill the role. So, With IQ as well. Yeah, well, what game was it, Rafa, where he
0: had that tremendous first half? Was it the Charlotte game or was it the Kings game? I can't remember. There was a game recently where he had a a tremendous first half. It uh, fell off a little bit in the second half, but it's stuff like that that you like to see from RJ. You know, You like to see him attacking. You like to see him uh, you know, being able to fight through the contact because you know we we all know he's not getting any calls, you know. Um, it's, you know, it's and,
2: amazing, man. Yeah,
0: I guess real it's quick. Amazing. I know we we're we we're I think we we're supposed to talk about this, but I forgot about it until now. Um, it's like the ref stuff is kind of getting a lot of steam now, right? Like the the bad officiating yeah. and and all that. It all really kind of came to a head, I think, when Fred Van VanVleet from the Raptors uh, had that tirade. And I was actually surprised he only got fined 30,000 guys. I thought he was going to get fined like 100K and maybe even get suspended for just going in <laughs> on refs like that. Um So, obviously, you know, we know that it's not only Nick fans who complain about the refs. And, you know, the Clipper game was a – was it seemed like Julius was getting mauled every time he touched the ball and they weren't calling it. Um So – what what do you guys make of where refereeing is right now? Is this going to be a problem in the playoffs for us or do you think kind of they'll get the good refs in and hopefully it's not as not as egregious as it is right now? I, I don't know. I
1: think it's just I, – I, I think it's always been like this. I, I don't see any kind of general deterioration in the standard. I mean, there's there's, you know, every single – year you know there's there's games where you just like the refs have had a nightmare do you know and and you know it's i, I, I don't I, I don't know what it is like i mean it, lately it has been really really poor and um i noticed it with that the the guy after the the next got the the ref after the the van fleet thing uh, we got him in the next game Um <laughs> because uh, they mentioned it on the broadcast but uh yeah, I don't know. My frustrations with the refs are uh, the are more about you know the you know they bring in all these new rules at the start of the year and then they just you know after a couple of games it's all forgotten. I can't stand that, you know. And it's just like f- the the initiating contact one is you know has been completely forgotten about. Um, you you see it about yeah. three or four yeah. times. I get you know players that especially from three where they jump forward uh, into contact and it just drives me absolutely insane and it never gets um you know it gets it gets called as a foul every time pretty much. Um that that that's my frustration where it's just like, well I thought we were supposed to um sort this out. I mean the um um uh, the the take fouls seem to haven't completely gone. Um but you know that got a lot of press at the time uh, near the start of the season. Um but that seems to have been you know, you still see the odd one call, but it's it's just not as as big a deal anymore. Um, I guess teams have kind of adapted to it a little bit, but yeah, it's the initiating contact one that, that I, as I say just drives me up the wall. So, um, but I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a um, a general deterioration of the the standards. I think it's just it, at the moment it's been heightened. You know, we might go through a big period where nobody's talking about it. So.
2: It's it's not just a Fred Van Vliet uh, press conference, which I, I find funny. Fred Van Vliet talks in a um, in the press conference gets uh, uh, gets to pay money. gets but LeBron makes a Twitter post, does it, nothing happens. Tyler Hero made a yes, Twitter post, to. nothing happened I mean, so it's but it's not just Fred Van Vliet. It's Always, there's always LeBron, uh, Tyler Hero. There's uh, another one. I don't remember who it was. Also, complained about the referees. It's like, it's more in big plays, finishing the finishing moments of the game that the referees making mistakes influence the the outcome of the game. Obviously, they make mistakes throughout the game. We've seen it. Oh, the ball touched that guy instead of the other. It's, it's It's our ball. It's not their ball. And it's a, a, a you, we know so so well if something can be a tie game can be a a, a quick six point swing or a five point swing it changes the complexity of a, of a game. And it's now you different from twenty years ago. It's like now we get social media and this this goes so overboard with people nitpicking every every little play. I mean the the it's. It's hard when you look at the game this the, the same foul getting called on one end and not getting followed on the other I think it was it, it was a clippers game like RJ was getting mauled Julius Randle was getting mauled all the entire game there's no no foul calling on the other side same type of uh defense foul like, well if we as fans get frustrated at the referees like uh, uh, I get frustrated at the referees. I know Omar and Alex are a little bit more. You guys are a little bit more mellow about it. Like, I know they can have bad games, but it's it's mm. still frustrating to to because it's it is basketball related, like but it, it, it isn't. If it's a foul, call it. If you see it, you more you need more referees, you need more cameras filming everything. I mean, it's uh it's hard. And it's but it's the big play, like the last second play that was wasn't called. LeBron that was clearly fouled by Tatum or or is it Giannis I don't remember who it was against any, anymore, but that it, it was, was a foul. Like, game,
0: yeah.
2: I think it was T- with Tatum. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Tatum clearly fouled. So that's they're down by one, going to the, or the, going to the free throw line. He can win the game there, or at least go to overtime. It was uh, I don't, don't remember again what which game with with the uh, R.J. Barrett dunk to tie the game. That was a foul. Oh no! It didn't change the the shot and everything with with those it was reports. Boston again, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, Boston yeah, bias. Yeah. There you go. Boston bias. I did, I don't even remember. I'm bringing plays. I'm a pretty sure it was one of the earlier Boston
0: games in the year. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Now you mentioned, I think it was that. Yeah, but I mean, it's they have. It. I mean, we have the VAR, but we talked about the referees, we talked about this, the VAR, the option to go back and reverse calls that you know they're – That's now. that's a bad, very bad call. I mean, if they if they go back, change a two-pointer to a three-pointer or a three-pointer to a two-pointer, why not go back and revert the, the call that cost that team the game? I mean, it's so ridiculous. So, oh, we're going to look at this play from the first minute of the f- f- fourth period – because the first period, sorry, because it was a three and not a, it was a two and not a three, that we'll look into. Oh, the guy stepped out of bounds and we didn't look. Oopsies. I mean, get your shit together and fans start and and players stop complaining. I mean, they never will, but
1: <laughs> it's it's hard, man. It's- Rafa, the, the the counter to that is, and this is again something that the fans will will get up. And complain about is the fact that you're stopping the game every two seconds. you know? And there's yeah, there's, no, there's no flow to the game. There's no, um, you know, you're just like, oh, come on, get on with it. But then, you sure. know, there, yeah. you know, yeah. th- there's a there's a fine balance between those two things. I think
2: you can like if you want to, you can. Those final two minutes, they they have that rule. With those final two minutes, they can review plays, review plays. I mean, It doesn't have, take...
1: have a time limit. I think I think time limit thing has to be brought in. You know, say they've got yeah, thirty I mean, seconds it's... or something to make a call. You don't have to look at it, it from a hundred different angles.
2: Yeah, if it's if it's that complicated, if, if like mm-hmm. here with with VAR, what happens is you have referees that look into that while the game is still playing. Well, oh, I look at the the replay. Oh, this is something. I think this is wrong. Call the okay. This is wrong. You revert the revert the call. I mean, if you take five minutes to look at the play, if you take five minutes to decide, okay, just let it go. If it's decided like that, it's if if you're having trouble decide if it was a millimeter to touch the other player or not. If it's that hard to decide on camera, just stay with the, the what you picked. If it's clear cut, just. Okay, revert it, it's back. That's okay. They need a better system to for the reviews as well. My issue with
0: the refereeing. Like, I, I I've you guys know my feelings. Like, I'm never gonna blame a loss on the ref. Like, just you know, execute at certain points in the game and you wouldn't have to don't let it get into the ref's hands. That's my takeaway, right? But Absolutely. there needs to be some consistency in the way that they're calling fouls. Like, let's Use the Clippers game as an example. The way that every time RJ and Julius, and even on the other side, you know, some of the Clippers would go into the paint and they would let some stuff go. You know, I'm not going to say it was biased or anything like that. Um, They don't call NBA games in 2023 like that anymore. Uh, like a regular season, especially. Like that looked like early 2000 stuff, you know? And if you're going to let more things go, that's fine. But make it across the board, you know, because just looking at the mind state of somebody like RJ or Julius, they're used to going into the lane, drawing the contact and hoping to get a foul and usually getting it. When you're, every time you go, you're getting decked and they're not calling anything like that's going to frustrate them, which is why you see the outburst that Julius had later on. And so it's that lack of consistency. That's the problem, you know? And again, I don't, I don't think refs cost teams games, but if you're going to, if you have for 10 games in a row, you're officiated, like this is a foul, but then all of a sudden it's not a foul. Th- that doesn't make sense to me. You know, you have to officiate the game to your point, Ralph, if you, whatever the rules are, follow the rules. Like, but yeah. even though some things are subjective, it shouldn't be that subjective
2: mm-hmm.
0: I guess is my, is my feeling. And um I don't know if it, it comes down to training the refs better or uh, in terms of what to look for. I'm not sure what the solution is, to be quite honest, the, you know, the same way I don't know the solution for flopping and I don't know the solution for the kickout and I don't know the solution for jumping into a defender. Like, you know, a lot of this stuff is, it's, you know, it's hard. We're just commenting on it, right. You know, it's hard to uh, oh, yeah. to uh propose a proper solution and to implement that solution.
1: We, we, we talked about this, I think last year that, um, you know, it was the argument about is, is a foul the same on LeBron as it is to Jamarant or somebody like that? You know, if if you were going to call the same fouls that you were calling on Morant that you would do LeBron, LeBron would get fouled 150 times a game. Do you know, it? it's hard, you know, like when something... And that was the argument um what was happening to, to to Randall was that, you know, that's a guy that's so big and strong that, you know, you can't call every single touch you know, on him, every bit of contact on him because it's not affecting his shot. I mean, that that came up with us against um yeah. It was that RJ one? You know, the where it didn't the call with the reference was something like, Oh, it didn't affect his shot or something like that. So it wasn't called so You know, it is so it's so fine, fine details, you know, that um but as you said, it's a consistency thing. I'd never even heard that before, you know, the way the way they described that, that... Non call on RJ, you know, it's just like it you're making like it up, it up Alex. Alex. It feels like They're you're just in, inventing up. something okay. to get away with it, you know. So, do
2: you remember? I think it was the, against the Hornets. Uh, do you remember that play where RJ almost stormed into the referee? To the I don't know if it was the Hornets game, yeah. I think it was. He, yeah. he got called for a, for a foul mm-hmm. and almost stormed the referee. I mean, the previous play, he was asking for a foul on, a, he was driving, he, he drove into the pain and the, the guy defended uh, the same way RJ did or similar. RJ went to argue with the referee, talk with the referee and the referee said, he just did, the, put it, hands in the air and stood there. That's not a foul. So that's exactly what RJ did the next play defending and he was called for the foul. Hmm. I mean, if you tell a player, do he do this? And you're not getting called for a foul, but if he does it, you're getting called. I mean, I know it's it's not the same referee because it's referee on the other end of the floor, but if it's because of it, it's another referee. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's part
0: of the problem too, Rafa. Like this th- referee, that is yeah. Not even talking game to game. These people on the same team on the same refereeing team can't can't figure out what is and what isn't. But that inherently
2: is a problem. You know, it's, they... it's inconsistency in the way the game is called, which is not good. No, I don't even know. Are they always the same team of referees or they they switch? I don't even That's know. That's a good anymore. question. Uh, I'm
0: not entirely sure. Alex, do you know about that?
1: I don't know. I what
0: would imagine mean? they would do it for chemistry purposes. But, you know, who knows? I'm sure different assignments happen. We'd have to look into that.
2: Um, that would make sense if it's the same group of referees. I mean, yeah, that they would know each other. The <laughs> they know what...
1: <laughs> how how do you I feel mean, about the the thought like we get this in in football, stroke soccer a lot that that if you try to make the game too kind of sanitized, too perfect, then you take away you know the kind of debates down the down the bars after the game, you know, and social media it it loses some of its kind of magic because there's no like um, you know there's no controversy controversy anymore, so it's it kind of takes away some of that, some of that side of things. I, I've, I've never really kind of come to terms of how I feel about that. um I guess until you saw it I'll in put its it, form of, you know, everything's reviewed, everything's perfect. You know, there's no controversy. I'll put it this
0: it. way, Alex. Sports is entertainment, right? We all yeah. know that. And yeah. in entertainment, controversy sells. You know, to use an yeah. overused yeah. phrase. So, yeah, I think that's part of it, you know, like the Twitter debates, the, the like you two are mentioning, the, the bar room kind of uh, back and forth, like, oh, this is a foul. You couldn't see it. Oh, what do you mean? It's not a foul. You know, that's in the mm-hmm. lifeblood of sport and not just basketball and every other sport as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's part of the entertainment value of it, why we watch, because we watch for not only the drama of wins and losses, but also the moments that, Cause like an an emotional outburst out of us, like, how can you not call that? Or how can you call that kind of thing? Right. But that's a a really good point, I think. And maybe that's why they're not really uh, addressing it as much as we and people on Twitter and stuff like that think that
1: we should be. But as well, as well, you've got to take into account the kind of the Homer side of things as well. Oh, yeah. Of course. We're going to treat it in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Of
0: course. You know, although if you guys just like, I really do try to see it objectively sometimes but it's so hard you know yeah. you have such a rooting interest you know and like i i know like i'll watch a league pass game like i watch like minnesota versus utah or something like that yeah then then it becomes a lot more objective i don't care who wins that game you know mm-hmm. um but with any nicks game obviously we're gonna see it a, a certain way through you know orange colored glasses kind of thing yeah um i kind of want to move on to uh comments from a former nick which before I get into it, I really can't stand who who who's Bondy right for? Is it the Daily News? Um it's just like you're you're dropping this little article now, you know, and you know, after a really tough loss against uh, against the Clippers and and where, you know, maybe somebody's questioning the coach or questioning the star player or whatever. So um Cam Reddish, who is now a Portland Trailblazer, getting uh meaningful minutes with uh with the Blazers, um and who we are visiting on Tuesday. And uh he, he made some comments to the, the daily news and basically said that there was some favoritism in New York and uh that he would shoot a shot afraid that when if he would miss that he would be benched and things of that nature. So my the, the irony here is also. Uh, Josh Hart kind of said the opposite, said that as soon as he's coming to New York, he's had the green light, you know, more so than he had in Portland, you know, no disrespect to Portland, blah, blah, blah. But um, he he kind of said the opposite of what Cam was saying. So uh, do you guys think that anything that Cam is saying or has said to the Daily News has any merit on what's going on inside uh, the Knicks locker room? I mean, it it comes down to, uh,
1: are you, you know, you know, doing what the coach wants you to do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like Josh Hart, we know is is you, you know Tibbs kind of wet dream. Do you know? And <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, it's the problem with Obi as well. It's not just Cam Obi as well. Whereas you can see Tibbs just tearing his hair out watching him. Um, you know, he's just not. He's not in the style of of kind of what Tibbs wants as a player. And, once in the roster and <clears throat> I think that's all it came down to. It was just like, you know, this just isn't working, you know, just get the guy off somewhere else. And mm-hmm. as for the comments, I mean, the guy was asked the question. He was just honest about it. Do you know what I mean? That's how he feels. He's got his own perception of, of what he is as a player and how, you know, where he should be. And that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Some call it arrogance. Some call it just confidence in his own ability. Do you know what uh, I I, d- I didn't think he said anything that bad, you know, and anything that unsurprising. I mean, if if you were benched for that long length of time with no minutes, you know, you probably have a bit of resentment against uh, anyone and everyone um, on the Knicks. So I, I, I really didn't see it that bad. You know, if, I think if he if he called out specific people and, and started saying some pretty crazy stuff about what was going on in the, the locker room, then, then yeah, I think it would be more of a problem. But he... He didn't really, do you know? I, I I didn't see anything too controversial in there. Um, and as for what Hart said, you know? I mean, he's, he's well up at that up to that point. I think anyway, you, you know, he hadn't lost a game. You know, obviously everything's going perfectly. So, what's he, what's he gonna say? Do you know? Like, is is he gonna be complaining about minutes or his role in the team when everything's going so well? So, um, yeah, the trick is to ask him when when you're on a an eight game losing streak rather than an eight game winning streak. So. Um, yeah, I didn't see it that bad, but um, as for min- meaningful minutes, you know they've, you know I, I don't I don't want to go down the route of comparing him. I can't. I've said before that I, I, I hate this cam thing. You know where we're almost like following him as a nick at the moment. You know, and every single you know missed rebound or missed shot has jumped all over. Ah, see, see, he's he's no good. You know, he's no good. It's just like just let the guy play. Man, he's found somewhere. He's getting good minutes. Seems to be doing pretty well, but you know, just let the guy go. Do you know, he, if he was some kind of superstar player in, in, in the league or in, even on the next, then you could understand it a little bit better. But you know, he, he was a role player at the end of the day. So, yeah, just let him go.
2: Just before I get into this uh, this camp thing, I was uh, well, I was listening, but I was searching the that referee thing. If they work in groups or not, they don't. So, they no, what, the what's happening yeah. now, yeah, what's happening now, they travel to a city or a location and stay there for a period. So, that's why teams get to see uh refs more often. So, like, for example, the game from uh last night, uh, we had uh Bill Kennedy, Tom Washington, and Brandon Adair, and tonight we'll have Bill Kennedy and Tom Washington still. So, two yeah. referees we hated from last night, they'll still. Great! tonight so, <laughs> yeah i love it so yeah that's they don't work in groups maybe they should maybe that's that's a thing uh this entire thing the comments and everything uh bondi wishes he was mark burman Ooh. listen trying he wishes he was mark burman. look at that coming in hot wow. <laughs> i mean he wishes
1: I mean, is that is that from a that's a very low bar or is that uh, I'm a big fan of Mark Berman.
2: Mark Berman's I mean, great in
1: retirement, you know. And now that he's gone, yeah, he's
2: he's, uh, he's positive. He's positive. Mark Berman is positive. Look at that. It goes to show um, you it's all basically a bit, you know. So I mean, yeah, it's it's it was his job basically, and it's Bondi's job, I think. But bar- Bur- Berman, the Berman, actually, team is winning. I don't care. I will put this in still right now. I'll, I'm now waiting until the team uh, loses to, to post something on that. I mean, I don't see a problem at all. We, we discussed this in the group chat. I mean, every, every person has a favorite player uh, or a certain type of favorite player. And coaches will have the players that they like more to play a certain style to f- fit their t- tactics. It's no surprise there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I mean, Cam didn't work out with the Knicks. Oh, politics. I mean, if he says, oh, why weren't you playing with the Knicks? I was shit. I was really bad. He's not going to say that. Oh, so yeah, we'll he's blaming down. it on politics. I mean, I was politics. Uh, he preferred someone else. Uh, nothing basketball related. Nothing basketball related. Absolutely not. I mean the teams were the team were it's, under was under 500 when you were playing you The left. irony
0: The irony is it's a coach's preference which is usually basketball related you know like he's going to pick another player probably cuz he likes his defense more than your defensive effort you know that's just the way it goes like coaching is all preference Like, you're going to implement your scheme because that's your preferred scheme. You're going to start this player because that's your preferred uh, player to play in that scheme. And you're going to give people rotation minutes based on your preference. So when people are out here like, yeah, you know, see how wrong Cam was treated. He was playing favorites. Find me a coach that doesn't play favorites. Like, they're going to put in the guys that they think are going to win for them or accomplish whatever it is they're looking to accomplish, right? Thibodeau is all about, hey, I want to defend hard and I want to, you know, be give my children the best chance to win games. he saw Cam Reddish. Alex has said it a million times. Probably a guy who didn't give a lot of effort in practice, and he's like, well, if he's not giving effort in practice, he's not going to give effort in the game. Think about the guys who put who get minutes, big minutes with Thibodeau. It's all guys who are like workaholics in in practice in the gym. IQ gets a lot of minutes. Ob doesn't. Maybe that tells you something, right? Josh Hart gets a ton of minutes. Randall gets a lot of minutes. Barrett gets a lot of minutes. You know, probably because those guys are putting in the work. (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, it's not rocket science. Like We know what what the guy likes. And if you're not offering what the guy likes, he's not going to play you. You know, it's probably why he's not playing Evan Fournier right now. Because he, it doesn't fit into his scheme, right? So, like, people who, that's, Alex, you made a really good point about this. Is, like, are these people Knicks fans or Cam Reddish fans now? Like... You have so many of these people saying, Oh, Cam was done wrong because he was my player, my favorite player. It goes all goes back to a lot of these fans that want their agenda to win over wanting the team to win. Like the teams are oh. doing good without him. You know, like like you mentioned, Rafa, they were under five hundred with him. He leaves, they're eight, nine games above five hundred, and, and we're mad about that because. This guy whose skill set you happen to like when we acquired him from Atlanta, uh, didn't work out, and now he's traded to Portland and doing okay. Like, you know, just get over it. You know, (laughs) like, like. And his
2: replacement, and his replacement, or sort of replacement, the guy we acquired for him is playing really, really well, and everybody loves him. And yes, he's a Tibbs guy. He's a Tibbs. Yes, the type of player Tom Thibodeau like. If you don't, if you don't like Josh Hart playing basketball.
1: I mean, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, no, it's not a game for you, is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah,
2: he's, it, he's... It, it comes back to what, uh, especially you, Alex, said many, many times about the player didn't fit the role the team needed. And Josh Hart is exactly what the team needed. Mm-hmm. I, he clearly looks like a guy who doesn't mind coming off the bench. So even if he was starting with in Portland he's coming off the bench, he's playing a lot of minutes he's playing more than 30 minutes per game so he's getting his share first, uh, he runs with the first unit, runs with the second unit, he just plays when he's asked to ultimate little guy yeah and it's just a thing, it, this is oh, Tom Thibodeau was stubborn, look at him As he didn't play Cam <laughs> no when cannon. he could have played Cam, because last year we were very bad and he played Burks instead of quickly at the point. And he didn't do this. And he didn't play Obi Toppin more. Instead, of instead he played the, M, the the guy who's in seventh for MVP race. How dare him not do that? How dare him? How dare Tom Thibodeau? I'm here defending Tom Thibodeau for the second week in a row. I'm mm-hmm. going to have a stroke.
0: I don't know what, what happened it's, to you, man. Like, what's going on it's here? Not even team, you're defending not him a while we're on the losing streak.
2: That's the crazy thing. I mean, thing. it's, I mean, too it's much not weird. even defending. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. Okay. There you that's go. why he went to uh, water.
0: He's, he's liking Tibbs too much now. He's drinking all that wine, yeah,
1: and
2: you yeah. know, it's it's not it's not easy right.
1: Up. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: This is um, not even this is not even defending Tom Thibodeau. It's just like, yeah, it's the fighting agendas. We obviously, if I would love the Knicks to be even better with RJ better RJ Barrett leading him, of course, yeah, but I don't. The team is winning right now. RJ Barrett's not playing well. Well, do better, RJ. I Want my team to win regardless. Yeah. I would if I I would cry if he were, if he was traded probably, but I would still be watching the, the the Knicks play. I mean, it's the I mean, players come and go. I mean, it's the, agendas. No, well, no, no, thank you. Um, speaking of agendas, uh,
0: let's. Talk a little about bit Julius Randall? about Julius Randle. About Julius <laughs> Randle, yeah. So, um, like you mentioned, Rafa, he was Eastern Conference Player of the Week recently, was uh, as high as seventh in the MVP ladder, and uh, has three bad games now. And uh, and the fan base has, has begun to show its true colors again, right? They all had a visiting visa onto Randall Island, and now they've gone back home. You know, to to their hater pods and their hater uh, Twitter did, accounts, did, right?
1: Did they though? No, they they just went silent. I, I don't even know if they went to Rando Island even on holiday. I think they a lot a lot of, a lot of a lot maybe of they thought about taking the trip. They, they're thinking for, about it. Yeah, they vanished for a couple of weeks and yeah. You know. <laughs> oh,
2: <excellent. laughs> so it's so it's so weird behavior, man. It's such a weird behavior. You go onto Twitter when the, the Knicks are playing well and. Archie is playing well, and Randall is playing well, and Brunson is playing well. Well, when Brunson is playing well, scoring thirty points, he's getting shit on because he's a ball hog doesn't pass the ball, which is a different story. But when Randall's yeah. Randall's playing well and Archie's playing well, Twitter is silent. The minute Julius Randall is uh, shooting fourteen for from fifteen, but he committed two back-to-back turnovers what a bum what a bum twitter just floods
1: it's weird behavior just so no. incredibly weird the, be- the best sorry the best one i heard this week was the uh about how randall wasn't a clutch player mm. i think it was i think it was within the week of you know randall hitting that shot against miami yeah,
0: it hits a game winner but you know he's not clutch. <laughs> he's not clutch no um uh, so you know a lot of bad habits showing up in in these last few games a lot of the stuff we saw last year from Randall you know like a lot of frustration um bad shot selection we'll and one. things of that nature so obviously he's been this has been happening without Brunson so is this really more of a look what is happening to Julius thing or is this really just illustrating how helpful? Brunson has been for him this year.
1: I, there's definitely some, you know, in the Brunson thing. You can see how those two have clicked, and mm-hmm. um, you, you know that. Um, I mean, we've been banging on about this forever. That uh, you know about how you know taking the ball out of Randall's hands is is a positive, not a negative. It's like you don't want him bringing the ball up. You know, as good a passer as he is, you want him catching the. Um, you know, you're catching the ball in the post and, and, you know, spreading out passes, you don't want him kind of driving and bringing up the play. You know, he's in the wrong position in that case, you know, where he can be effective. It's just like having somebody that's just, you know, calming everything down, directing things, getting Randall in the position where he, he can he can get good shots off. Um, you know, just, you know, keeping even his energy levels up and the fact that he's not having to do absolutely everything. Um, You can concentrate more on the defensive end. It's, you know, it's just, there's so many kind of, you know, dominoes that fall as soon as, you know, he's got somebody that he can rely on. Um, I think we all hoped that, you know, Kemba would be that person, but that didn't, you know, they obviously didn't click. So, um, but the Brunson, yeah, him and Brunson are are a fantastic pairing. And yeah, it's a a worry that, you know, that... um, you know that it that has gone so much the other way. Um, I'm hoping that that's just I say down a lot to fatigue. So, um, and it's not it's not just purely um, you know, Randall going back to just thinking he has to do everything again, uh, which is just putting the pressure on him, putting the pressure on his shot to go in. Uh, you know, everything just the kind of pressure mounts on him, and I think that's a lot to do with how he can get so easily wound up by other players you know he loses his cool it's just because everything's back on him again you know and the pressure just builds and builds so um yeah and it doesn't obviously help when when IQ comes in and you know doesn't doesn't have the best of games you know um you can see against boston it obviously works but that's because you know quickly's having a, a kind of superhuman game so um yeah it is a worry and I hope he'd, he at least you know his injury doesn't seem to be that bad brunson so he should be back soon i think
2: even even in a game against boston i think I, I tweeted i tweeted out that randall seemed uh, a little bit a little off i mean he's entitled to having off nights everybody's entitled to having an off night but he seemed a little off but he found his Groove he uh ended up getting shots especially because quickly and RJ were doing their things as well so Randall found the space and I think it's him right now Randall being more frustrated and not having the same space he used to have with Flint while playing with Brunson. um and uh for him against again in the game against the hornets uh, is, which was the the quickly what a drop for quickly for example RJ was having a a pretty good uh, first half, playing with that double team, that double with uh, with Mitch, and no one, no one else was able to help in the the same sense offensively. And Randall got got frustrated. I think it's because he puts the pressure on himself. If he's named Player of the Week, if he's the All Star of the team, if he's named, if people call him the General, not only one but two or three pre- people agree that he's the General. I think he puts that on himself to be better and to help the team win. Especially without Brunson, mm-hmm. and he—he he, he seems like he's kind of getting on him in, in, in his head again, like the the pressure right there. He doesn't need to. It's—I it, it, mean, Julius, if you're listening, I know you are. <laughs> you don't need to. You don't. Need, you don't need to. I mean, um, just let it come to you. I think he's forcing too much. But that's—but those shots. It's, shots he seemed to be for, was forcing in the last couple of weeks they were going in mm-hmm. but when they don't go in you start thinking too much and you start complaining too much And the referees not the calls aren't going your way you start complaining more like i was saying before with about the referees when we're fans we're here i'm complaining about the referees on twitter why are you not calling this this why why is this a no call how, how blind are you if you're a player You'll get upset after a couple of plays as well. You're the one getting hacked. You're the one getting the hand to the face or hand to the arm, like getting the bruises. So you will get upset at the referees. So uh, but players showing emotion or complaining to a referee, I mean, it's, it's, it's also part of the game. Tom Thibodeau is complaining to the referees 24-7. I don't know how he doesn't get attacked per game. Master like, at it. That rant. I mean that rant he had, I, I posted for you guys to to see it. He said it was a foul like thirty times. I know you were, I know he was a foul. You know he was a foul. Everybody knows he was a fucking foul. Tibbs just went on him. <laughs> if you many times that players are complaining, he's complaining as well. Yeah. So it's it's normal to complain, it's normal to get frustrated. I mean, but he doesn't need to get frustrated, frustrated like this. I mean he doesn't seem to be mad at their if, uh, other players because he's, he's a, a, a bad teammate. He's mad. I feel like he's mad at himself. You well, he just needs to figure that out. Yeah, and, and that's, that's Julius, right? He, he runs hot.
0: Yeah. Like we, we know this from, from last year. That's why he's done all this uh, meditation stuff before the games, trying to get himself right. And yeah, to your point, Rafa, he's put a lot of pressure on himself without Brunson there because Like I said, he's the two-time all-star. He's the one who they're talking about for MVP votes. He's the one who they're talking about for All-NBA. So now your running mate isn't there. What are you going to do now, right? So yeah, he was probably pressing a little bit. That's why that's what happens when, and that's probably why he ends up going five of 19 or five of 24, whatever the hell it was uh, the other night. And, you know, it's just funny, like people criticizing him for like throwing an elbow or whatever. Yes, it was a stupid play. We all know that. But there's the same fan base that loved it when Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason and John Starks did that shit. Like the and these are the same fans that love that. They're like, Yeah, we're we're New York, East Coast, Bully Ball, all that. So then he does some bully ball shit, and all of a sudden you're back. Yeah. You know, it just like just shows like,
1: just shows how much he cares. That's so sort of, you know, it's passion I, for I, I,
0: I, I would argue of the last 20 years, nobody has cared more about. Winning games as a Nick, then Julius Randle as a player. You know, like he is really like he cares a lot. That's why he gets fired up and why he like literally was about to fight the entire bench the other the other day. So, <laughs> you know, it's you you don't want to see that. You don't want to see him struggling as much, but you know, he's he's gonna work himself through. And then, again, it's not like he's the only one who's missing shots, you know, everybody's missing shots right now. You know, the team's in a fucking slump. And uh you know, hopefully they could get out of it. Obviously, I don't think Brunson's going to be back until the end of the road trip. And, you know, they're, they obviously miss him. You know, he's, he's their best player. He's the, the one that makes the engine go. And without Brunson, you know, they're, they're a flawed team. Like I love Quickly, but he's not Brunson, you know, and he's had moments, but he's also, he also shows himself as a young 23 year old guard, you know, or, He's going to go one for 10 some nights. Like you take, you kind of take the good with the bad with it, you know, and he's not the consistency model that Brunson is. And it just goes to show you just how important Brunson has been to this team this year, because, you know, he's the steadying force when things are kind of falling apart. He's the one that kind of brings it all back in, gets you a bucket here, gets you a bucket there, draws a foul, whatever the case may be. And then you're, you kind of get back into it because, right now, this is kind of like this chaos engine, right? You know, where it's just like, everybody's missing shots, Everybody's getting mad. Everybody's doing this. And you don't have that calming force to, to say, okay, give me the ball. Let me handle this right now that you get with Brunson. So um, I think some of it's of course on Julius, but a big chunk of it I think is the fact that you don't have Brunson there right now. And, and, you know, to be honest, like we know Julius isn't going to be, he's not LeBron James, you know, and He's going to be, he's, he's the guy who needs his second guy to be there with him, you know, and that's when he does well, When they, uh, to your point, Alex, where he's not having to initiate and not having to create, you know, he can create, but not as the create all the time guy, you know, that's why you have, that's why you signed Brunson, right? And as much as we like IQ, he's not that level of initiator and creator yet,
1: um, I, th- I think I think over the next couple of games if Brunson does sit out, I think it's important that we do build up an impression of you know this is how we play, this is mm-hmm. this is how we deal with it when he does sit, do you know, and um, especially going into things like fingers crossed into the playoffs that you know we can cope uh, without him and, and cope by as I mean well right here's here's what we do, this is how we play, this is who's playing. Um, and we have a we have a good idea of what what we do if he, if he does go out so um I, th- I think that's important over the next few games whether we win or lose i think we need to need to make sure that we're not just like oh shit, wins brunson back do you know it's like well right let's get on it you know and we saw that in the boston game um so yeah we just need to see that a bit more consistently as to you know we're not just panicking uh, as soon as as soon as brunson sits
2: we Brunson has uh, missed a, a couple of games this season, and we haven't looked looked bad. We we played. It was a, a the game against the the Heat. He missed as well, and we won. We beat the Heat, so we're we're beating good teams without him, and mounting comebacks while shooting twenty percent from deep against Sacramento, the number two seed in the in the West. And uh, the shoot the bat shooting continues, and we, we still hang around against uh, against uh, the Clippers with the uh, thirty eight points from Kawhi Leonard. I mean, there weren't blowouts, right? It was a team fighting back like the Knicks. We fought back. We were down like twenty points. We fought back, tied with the Kings, and then we had a couple of turnovers there again, again, again. Inbounding the ball is a problem for us. It's it's so totally hilarious. The trademark um, of the Tom um, Thibodeau era. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not bad losses. I mean, yeah. Again, like I mentioned at the top of the show, it's a, lo- a roller coaster ride with the Knicks playing basketball right now. It is uh, great moments of basketball, absolutely atrocious. What are we doing? I mean, but it's again Brunson is. It speaks volumes of Brunson's presence on the team, yeah, it also speaks. I mean, volumes of the, a young team because right now guys playing the most minutes and them having the most, the most, the ball the most of the times is IQ and RJ IQ had a tremendous game against, uh, um, against Boston and then against, I don't know who it was shot. 9% from the field, 9%. I mean, what a guy who was almost scored 40 on Boston in double overtime. So it's a roller coaster And, uh, well last game he was the only good guy out there scoring the ball RJ and Reynold was were having trouble so I mean it's, it's a, the growing pains a bit as well. Young yes, team, what would, right? this team would what? It's a young team,
0: you know, still a young yeah, team. Yeah. It's hard to, hard to get away it's, from the fact that all of our guys are under 30.
1: Just to make a quick comparison against the Portland who obviously we we're, we're, we're going to be playing shortly. Um. So Portland Lillard's out tonight, and there's a team that can't cope without their star. They're down thirty-five going into the fourth quarter. Oh, um, Cam's not working. So, you know, I mean, that yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a young team as well. But you know, there's guys like Jeremy Grant in there. You know, good, real solid, you know, players in there. So yeah, you take you take out the the kind of head of the snake, and sometimes yeah. You, mm-hmm. you, uh, it's the NBA, man. Well, you're
0: not gonna win games when your best player is missing that's just how yeah. it
1: works <laughs> you <know? laughs> that's at least what my point was at least you know at least we're competitive so yeah exactly um so as Rafa said earlier you know that Clippers game especially you know you know didn't uh we were certainly competitive in that
0: all right so let's uh wrap this episode up by talking a little bit about the MVP race. So there's been a lot of uh, talk about how you should quantify things with the MVP. You know, obviously Jokic from Denver is kind of in the lead right now in the clubhouse with, uh, with MVP voters and, uh, you know, and he's on track potentially to win his third straight MVP, uh, which has uh, not been done in a very long time. I don't think. Um, and uh you know, a lot of people are saying, "Well, he really shouldn't get it because everybody that elevates Jokic is really just because of advanced stats and and things of that nature, versus kind of like the eye test of somebody like Embiid or Giannis or even Luca." So, I guess for you guys, when you're thinking about MVP, what are you looking for Um in, for this award? What's up, Rob?
2: Just before you go, this I, I was just checking the Portland game with the 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 pelicans there's a reason why the pelicans are up big troy trey murphy the third is shooting 69 percent from three okay nine out of 12 the guy Good player. Sh- 39 yeah. points a guy who averages 13 holy shit nine from 13 he shot more threes than the knicks
1: last couple of games hey man get him get him was, on here <laughs> yeah if only if, if only they had uh you know a good good where size defensive wing um Portland to to guard him um I think you know that would never happen <laughs> <laughs> sorry um if they had Josh Hart maybe oh my if god they um yeah I get the question. What are we talking about? <laughs> you're talking so talking about, about MVP. MVP. Whether you look for MVP when, yes. when, you're, when you're looking <laughs> at MVP. Yeah, I mean I, I think you know at the moment anyway he's well he's well in front of the rest uh, Jokic. Uh, uh, more more to do with I mean I mean I, I for, for me personally I, I always look at um players that you know I Look at it as a, a kind of most valuable player in the literal sense, and that, that you know, does he have a lot of help? Um, like Embiid, I, I know I picked him at the start of the year, but um, you know, he's got he's still got Harden, you know, he's still got a lot of a lot of good pieces around him. So, you know, is he doing quite think you know, quite you know, the same as Jokic, and that he's bringing a lot of other players together? Yeah, the Nuggets. They've got a lot of good players, but do they have a like, for instance, a second star? I, I don't know if you'd really consider any of the other ones a, a kind of real second star. So, um, Giannis With as disrespect well. Disrespect to good,
0: Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. The um the, the on the Bucks as well, Yanis, I always think as well. You know, as, as much as I love Drew Holiday, as much as uh, you know, um, Middleton's a really good player. You know, he's by far in a way that the kind of you know the focal point, the center center of that team. Do you know that's the kind of guys I look at as as you know everything revolves around them. They're the most important thing to that team, um, and so I I think, you know, just uh, you know as as many games as as, as Embiid's missing I, and uh, I, I don't really consider him in the same level as as Jokic right now. I think Jokic is just doing amazing things. Do you know the Nuggets are. You know, I know they've dropped the last couple of games, but they're doing amazing things as well, just a, as a team. So, uh, you know, forget about kind of oh, you can't give him it three times in a row. you know? Just give it to the guy that's most worthy of it, and and let's go with that. You know. So, um, I would say he's he, he's kind of well in the lead at the moment.
2: It's it's funny. I the 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 we talk about a lot about moving goalposts. And this happens a lot with the well any award, but the MVP it happens a lot. A year, the place, the the team is in matters. The other, it doesn't. Then the uh, I mean, it's oh what the stats? Every stat counts, and now it then every stat it, it doesn't count because it's a, a winning percentage. I mean, it's always moving goalposts to well just to. To pull the the race into your favorite candidate, basically. And we were, I was looking at the numbers and everything. I mean, Embiid scores more points than Jokic. There's the two top two. uh, So I'm bringing them. So even with Giannis, Embiid, uh, Jokic scores less points than Giannis. But does he do more for the team? defensively and offensively other than uh offensively other than score he does he pass the ball he does I mean it's you need to find found find the, the the what is the MVP I mean just have the same analysis every year don't change the analysis because if its like Alex was saying if he's the best player three years in a row give him the MVP three years in a row he deserves it it's a, Years ago, uh, when uh, I think we talked about this uh, as well uh, in history, Russell Westbrook got the MVP because he was averaging averaging a triple double. He averaged a triple double the second year, but he wasn't MVP because ah, uh, we've seen it enough. I mean, if he was because of that of that the MVP, why isn't he considered the best player if he's still doing the same thing, averaging a triple double? That's what Jokic is averaging. I mean, it's, oh, if the team wins more games, winning is important, but the stats are important as well. I mean, they need to just determine what what the MVP is or what the MVP guy should receive. And, uh, I mean, because you're the MVP, but then you lose in the playoffs the first round and nobody talks about you anymore. Oh, look at them. He lost in the first round. He's no good. That's the playoffs. It's a different thing. It's why the, there's the MVP playoffs. The playoffs of the... Uh, well, the MVP of the playoffs. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's just figure out what you want the rules to be to pick the MVP. To me, Jokic is the best player. He does a lot more than any other guy out there. I mean, if, if it's impressive for a guard to average 10 rebounds, it's also impressive for a, a center to average... Average ten assists yeah. while rebounding the ball while scoring. So it's if if Embiid averages what six more points than uh, than than Jokic or whatever it is, well, Jokic averages eight more assists or seven. So that's seven more ba- the, uh, baskets can be a lot more points. So he averages more points totally. He averages more points than you. I mean, it's uh it's a weird thing that. It keeps changing every year regarding the player. The issue with the MVP is that it's a, it's a completely
0: narrative based award, right? You know, like much like all the other awards are, you know. But with MVP, the problem is right now it's it's precedent because three times in a row has only happened three times: uh, Bill Russell in the early '60s, Will Chamberlain in the mid '60s, and uh, Larry Bird in the mid '80s. So you're putting him in the category with those guys. And that's, you know, that's a lot. And you could argue last year, maybe, you know, because they finished sixth in the West, you know, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't really deserving. But this year, what what's the argument? He has the stats. He has the advanced metrics that some people look for. And his team is first in the West, you know? So it's hard to say he's not deserving, but you really have to wonder what is if they're really going to say, well, we don't want to give this to this guy three times in a row. I mean, LeBron never got a three times in a row. Jordan never got a three times in a row. Kobe never got a three times in a row. You know, so that's where you're elevating it, right? And I think people that are detractors of Jokic are kind of looking at it as an anti-analytics argument, right? Because they're just like. Oh, all he leads is uh, in Vorp and Raptor and all these crazy advanced stats, you know, and, uh, but the eye test tells me that Embiid is, is always the best player on the court any given night, you know, and, or Giannis is just so physically dominant. you know, I want to give it to him and it's really going to be interesting. I think the way this folds out and I agree with you, Rafa, they need to define what this is like is, it's not the best player on the best team because Westbrook won it as a five seed and Jokic won it as a six seed. And, you know, we've given it to guys who are statistically excellent, even if they're uh, they're not even hosting a first round playoff series. Are we giving it? So it's not just stats, but it's also not just winning and what's the formula. It's really just kind of like, Oh, who do I think was the best player this year? But, there really is no category, which makes which, again, it goes back to Alex's point earlier about the the beauty of the of the sports debate, you know, and that's kind of what it's all about. You know, I, I want to advocate for Giannis and maybe I Alex want to advocate for Jokic and you want to advocate for Embiid, you know, and that's the beauty of it because they're all deserving, I feel right. Like all three of them are, are excellent. Yeah. And um Yeah, so I'm just curious to see. I I think if he doesn't get it, honestly, it'll only be because they'll want to give it to somebody three times in a row again. And I don't know if that's right,
2: but I think that's what it is. I mean, if he's the best player, just give him. Just give it to him. If he is the best player, there's no need to to beat around uh, the bush. If he's the best, give him. To use a, a football analogy,
0: right? You know, it's like, doesn't matter how many times Messi won the Ballon d'Or, they still gave it to him a bunch of times, right? You know, because he was the best player, you know, and uh, yeah, you exactly. give it to the best player, that's it. It doesn't matter what precedent you're setting. And it's not like it's the first time as a three-peat, you know. Yeah, it hasn't happened in 40 years, but, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's uh, if he's the best, he's the best, you know. You no, know, We've well, never I mean, seen so- anybody like him.
2: I mean, it, even if you're looking at, oh, LeBron James is the best player in the world right now. Wasn't he the best player in the world many more seasons? I mean LeBron probably should have won MVP five years in a row, if we're being honest. Like exactly
0: there's fatigue. Fatigue is a thing. Like, we know that, you know, like there was LeBron fatigue. There's probably some Jordan fatigue in ninety in the early nineties, you know, and and now and now's the test. Is there Jokic fatigue?
2: You know? I mean, if fatigue, oh, he's too good. Let's not give him the award. He's too good. Yeah, how ridiculous does that sound, right? Um, yeah, let's
0: uh, let's put a pin in that, and let's uh, look up at uh, the the week that's ahead. So we went to talking about excellence to potentially talking about mediocrity. Um, the Knicks are about to tip off shortly against the Lakers in LA, and then in a couple days uh, against Portland, and then thankfully a nice four day break until. Uh, Saturday, well, much-needed break for this team uh, when they host the Nuggets, who we were just talking about, uh, Jokic, wow. right? Um, so, what do we think, guys? Uh, what's the record going to be this week?
1: Um, as much as everybody goes on about the Lakers without LeBron, the Lakers without LeBron are actually played pretty pretty well, like <laughs> pretty nine fantastic. and three, yeah, and um, best best defense in the NBA, I think, at the moment in um, that in that time frame, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so just because of where we are right now, I think we might drop that one. Um, I think hopefully, I mean, I said this about the Hornets, but hopefully we can pick up that one in Portland. Um, I don't know if Lillard's going to be back for that. They said it was a calf strain. Um, Calf strains don't tend to sort themselves out very quickly. So um, as much as I love watching Dame play, I would like him to be out for that one. Um, So we can pick up that one and then, yeah, I don't really see much hope for us in Denver, even though, even though. Sorry, not in Denver. Is that is that MSG? That's MSG game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah still. So, um, even though we, you know, we we, uh, picked picked up the game in Denver, amazingly. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think we'll lose that one. So, I'm going one two. It's
2: not looking pretty. Uh, I wanted to say two and one, but I would be feeling like. A delusional fan right now, um, but yeah, one and two. I agree. Uh, it's uh, we can pick up the game. Being crazy next, we can pick up this win tonight and lose against Portland, or we'll, we'll beat Portland. I don't see us. Well, if it's a, a four day break, I don't know if against the Nuggets Brunson will be back or not. So we have a, a Different. yeah the, the
0: word is either against the nuggets or uh the following game after that uh, i can't remember who we're playing after that but uh one of those two games is, is the thought
2: oh the the nuggets it's uh nearly the end of the uh, uh the road trip they're having right now they're oh, they will have it's uh oh no they will play against the uh, the wizards and the nets after that so I mean it's so weird because they're playing in the this the, the, their their East Coast trip, but yeah, but no, that's uh one and two that probably the Blazers will, will will beat, even with Lillard. I mean it's uh unless it's the Cam Reddish revenge game, which is I will Here's what's gonna I, happen I will around. like Twitter for that, man. Imagine this. will be okay. just imagine
0: we win the game,
1: okay?
0: But Cam drops forty. <laughs> <laughs> That 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 should be the interesting discourse on Twitter. It's like, yeah, we beat him, but look at him. He, this man is hooping, you know. Oh no.
1: Omar, Gosh, Losing Harvey. losing Mike's the game points. and Cam dropping for his—that's uh, his when it gets season. toxic. Yeah, it's yeah
0: just that's just gonna bad. be uh, yeah,
1: fire um, tips. <laughs> right,
0: but I'm I'm gonna mirror what you guys said. I'm gonna say one and two. Real tough to expect this team after the way they looked against the Clippers to come on a back-to-back and, and be able to pull out the win against a hot Lakers team. Blazers, if they're without Lillard, uh, I really like our chances. Even if with Lillard, I still like our chances against that team. And uh, even without, uh, without Jalen and uh, you know, Denver, Denver's Denver. I mean, we will, we, we never have an answer for Jokic, you know, and uh, that, that's going to be a tough nice. one, even at home. And even with the, if Jalen is back, that's going to be a tough game. And so I think we would drop that one. So I'm going to make it a clean sweep of one and two.
2: So we'll see how it goes, right? <laughs> yeah. We were we were so sure that the game we would lose would be against the, the um, Boston Celtics last week. So it, it yeah, doesn't well,
0: say we don't know what we're talking about. So three and 0 is what's <laughs> going to happen because we said one and two. Yeah. Um, because Randall will average 40 it be fine. He'll be he'll be back to to his normal self, you know, and uh, and all will be well. The vibes will be great next week, and you know we'll be uh, we'll be in good shape. Um, but that is uh, going to wrap us up for another episode of the Worldwide Knicks podcast. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at WW Knicks Podcast, uh, where we live tweet during the games and just talk other Knicks nonsense on Twitter. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. New tr- episodes drop every week. So, for Omar, Alex, and Rafa, worldwide picks, catch you guys later.